Welcome back to the attic, everybody. I'm your host, Kirk Ross, and this is episode 10 of A Talk in the Attic. The currently 45th ranked English-speaking comedy-slash-comedy interview podcast in Denmark. An international sensation, one might say, and and when viewed from that level of specificity, an, an international sensation indeed. Today is Tuesday, March 31st, in the year of our Lord, 2020. How about when people drop that one on you? The year of our Lord, 2020. It kind of catches you off guard, doesn't it? In fact, I urge you to use it in a non-wedding invitation context just to read the reaction of the poor soul that you've chosen as your target in this social experiment. After self-isolation ends, imagine you and your work friends grabbing a drink at Team Happy Hour on your first Friday back. The same place you would always meet at once a month managed to stay afloat despite the coronavirus slowdown. Your same bartender even has made it through and her smile hasn't faded. Despite the hard times, Miller Light for Keith, per usual, Bud Light for Gene. Ralph, of course, is still training for the Iron Man, so he'll be having water, thank you. The ladies are still deciding what they're going to order. You look around, you take a deep breath, and suddenly you're overwhelmed with love and gratitude as you exhale. Overwhelmed with appreciation. Appreciation that this very same happy hour, which had seemed so annoyingly mundane and soul-crushingly tedious just a few months earlier, suddenly reminds you why you started coming to these things in the first place. Because these people are your people. They're but a small fraction of your enormous network of friends and acquaintances, and yeah, she's cool, and oh, he's rudes. And that's what's most surreal during this whole thing. It's a human connection that we're all missing, isn't it? All those waves and head nods and, oh shit, there's my boss, I better pretend like I'm on the phone. All the things that we'll have missed whenever it is that we return to some semblance of normalcy. And you look around at your happy hour table, you take a sip of your drink and you smile. Things are feeling like they're back to normal again. Life, it seems, for all intents and purposes, is like it used to be. And before too long, your office neighbor and lovable loser will have inevitably slurped down his requisite number of rusty nails. And that's when he starts in on you egging you on to tell one of your greatest hits. We missed the stories, come on! Tell that one about when you bought weed in Austin, he'll insist. And now you've got the floor. You and your boozy hype man have captured the full intention of the entire tape. Well, okay, a little bit of the attention of some of the people on your end of the table. Let's be realistic. And to those co-workers who are tuning in, Tuning in to this weed story from Austin a few years back that they've all heard a dozen times. See, to these folks, your once redundant story will also be like a breath of fresh air. More like a breath of old, comfortable, normal air. The kind of breath we all so badly long for. And they're ready for you to tell your story, craving it. Just as you yourself are settling into this warm cocoon of pre-virus familiarity, feeling as if things never change because you're craving the floor as well. And so you start in. Okay, we were in Austin for Zach's bachelor party, right? Talk about a weekend to remember. Woo-hoo! It was back in the year of our Lord, 2018. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Say that and see how quickly that once captive end of your table suddenly has to use the washroom or needs to make quick phone calls. Oh my, he must have found God during quarantine. More like he found a cult during quarantine. I always knew he'd be the guy that would join the cult. Well, he does seem to be wearing more flowy, robe-like attire, you know. I mean, I just thought he'd lost a little weight, but I guess it could be a cult. 
Try that one time. See how it goes. Where was I? Oh, okay. That's right. It's Tuesday, March 31st in the year of our Lord, 2020. And I'm happy you've joined today. I really am. I'm happy you tuned in. These are strange times, aren't they? How's everybody doing? How are you doing? Like, as in you, you. Yeah, you. You doing all right? How are you coping with these socially celibate dog days? If you're like me, you're settling in. Taking special notice of what matters most in life. Spending more time and energy on and with your loved ones. Jessica and I are doing well. We are. We sure hope that uh, everyone out there is doing, doing their best too. And today we're going to do something a little bit different, okay? And some of you might be thinking, why do you keep warning us every time you'll be doing something different when there's really been no consistency from week to week anyway? And to those people, I can only say, you know, that's a, that's a fair point. Maybe I'm just being polite. And so like I was saying, today we're going to do something a little bit differently. We're going to start with a listener-submitted question. And this listener-submitted question is a good one, one that will start us down our merry way and directly into our theme for the day. Because early last week, a big supporter of the podcast, Alex from Grand Rapids, Snapchatted me the following. Um, I was wondering, are showers mandatory during the self-isolation periods? Okay, just so it's clear, Alex's question is whether or not showers are mandatory during self-isolation. It's a great question, Alex. And I sincerely appreciate your continued interaction and your confidence-boosting feedback, my man. And your question this week inspired me to not only answer this one personal hygiene question, but to start in and provide you with a full list of do's and don'ts that we're going to call A Talk in the Attic Presents A Loner's Guide to self Isolation, survival. But I think we can do more than just survive during this time, don't you? You can do more than survive, Alex. You can, in fact, thrive. Let's start the show. Look, I wasn't born yesterday, okay? The question on all of your minds, on Alex's mind, look, do we have to take a shower or not? Well, like I'm just going to volunteer that information right up, right off the bat. So you can just tune out, turn off the podcast and go back to your pig pen from Peanuts pencil sketch cloud of stench. You'll get your answer. I promise you'll get your answer, but not till the very end. Ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between, this is a talk in the attic presents the loner's guide to self-isolation survival. It's going to be a series of do's and don'ts, points and counterpoints to keep you sane, keep you healthy during this strange time. So let's get it going. Do's and don'ts. Do yell, hey, bear. Jessica and I have been watching the show alone. Have you guys heard of it? It's one of these solo survival challenge shows. It's on the History Channel. I'm not exactly sure how this survival show fits into the History Channel's tightly focused programming of Hitler, aliens, and haunted houses, but for some reason it's on there and it's awesome. It really is an awesome show. And we learned from watching alone that if you're ever in the wild and you come across a bear, the first thing you need to do is yell, Hey, bear! In your best, loudest, baddest bear impression. Thought being, of course, that your impersonation sends them hightailing out of your territory. Beat it, bear! And so this is a tip that goes whether you're in self-isolation or otherwise. If you come across a bear, do yell, hey, bear. Don't, however, see, it's a do and don't. 
Don't, however, assume that this works on all types of bears. In fact, one type of bear specifically isn't going to run away from you if you yell, hey, bear, in a voice like theirs. They'll probably come to you. Okay, you be the judge. Which one of these is going to work? You're walking along. You see a bear. Hey, bear! You're walking around. You see a bear. Hey, bear! Don't assume, hey, bear works for all types of bears. Do take this opportunity, for those of you who it applies to, to give some love and attention to your pets, for God's sake. Have you been putting in a little more effort there? You've certainly certainly been spending more time with your pets. Aren't they sweet? They're just, they just love us, you know? They just <laughs> love their owners. It's adorable. Let me guess. Some of you are probably thinking, wow, I think this coronavirus thing is even bumming my dog out. All he wants to do is lay on the couch all day. No, no. That's just what he does. Every single day. And now some of us, that's what we're doing every single day as well. At least for me, it didn't take long before my days adapted to the dog life. Eating the same meal over and over. Scratching my ass. Yelling at the mailman. Hey, stop dropping off those contaminated envelopes. Repeat. Do spend time. Loving on your pets. Don't, however, observe your pet too closely. Take it from me. I learned the hard way. This weekend, I spent a little bit too much time one day observing our little guy, the beloved pug Nunzio. And I got to tell you, we have developed quite the rivalry. Talk about a manipulator, man, and I'll just leave it at that. Do look for opportunities to try something new. Maybe collaborate with a loved one on something remotely. Write back and forth with an old friend. Maybe dust off your guitar and record a version of you playing your sister or friend's favorite song. Send it to them. Ask her to, to add her own instrumentation or even sing along and send it to another friend. Personally and specifically, I'll rephrase this. Do produce cover versions of Post Malone songs with your mom. Or Posty, as she says. My mom always has had a lovely voice. She really has. I have so many good memories of driving to various sporting events with her. Just jamming out, singing our hearts out to Alton John or Carol King or James Taylor. But that tends to be her, her lane. So you can imagine my surprise when she called me this past weekend to inform me that Post Malone or Posty is her new flex. Surprising, right? I mean, awesome, but surprising. She'd even learned the words and some of the guitar chords to some of Post Malone's songs. She called me and played her way through one of them. I was proud of her. I really was. For putting it out there, for putting it out there to me, for trying something that she has no training in and, and really that she has no support from anyone to do. See, a busier version of myself would have simply humored her, listened for a few minutes, and then moved on, probably giggled about it. But because we have a little more time here, we embarked on a little remote recording session. And before long, using just her iPhone on her side and some basic software on mine, we became the hottest collab to come out of Michigan since Kid Rock and Uncle Cracker. <laughs> hmm, not a great example. Since Michael Jackson and the Jackson Fu Oh, Jesus. Michigan's track record with collaborations isn't the best. I guess the four tops, are they clean? We became the hottest collaboration to come out of Michigan since the Four Tops. But sincerely, it was really fun. It turned out pretty well. And I know for sure that it made us both smile. 
and, and I'm smiling right now as I get the opportunity to, to introduce to you today from Saginaw, Michigan, Mom Malone. You got to lose. Make up your mind. Tell me what are we going to do? It's only me. Let it go. Seasons change and I love when cold. Not bad, right? Put simply, do produce Post Malone cover songs with your mom. Don't, however, go through the trouble of photoshopping Post Malone's facial tattoos onto a photo of your mom. Trust me on this one. And I'll save you the time. It's just as disturbing as it sounds. Just as disturbing as you'd think it would be. Even with the beard and iced out grill, it just simply doesn't work. So just don't. Just don't. Do connect with old friends. How many old friends or family would love to hear from you and and how many would you love to hear from? You be the aggressor. You make it happen. Perhaps nothing calms an anxious mind like a light conversation with an old friend or family member. So do it. Don't be afraid to connect with new friends, though. Over the past week, I've had the opportunity to have conversations with acquaintances landing in all sorts of levels of familiarity, from the oldest friends in the world to brand new ones. I've had personal conversations face-to-face with people that I've never once communicated with outside of a large group. And what's becoming more and more obvious during this thing is that our community, more than anything else, is what makes us human. So why not grow your community, your network? Find other people out there who are into the same things as you're into, who have similar goals as you, and collaborate with them. It doesn't have to be a Post Malone song, and it isn't going to be with your mom. Expand your tentacles. Meet new people. From a safe, remote location, of course, within the proper bounds of social distancing. But meet new people. Start a project, even, with someone that you don't know very well. That's what I'm doing. Don't be afraid to do that. And if you're lucky enough to be in isolation with someone else, then do execute the following gag on that person. Okay? Do execute this. For me, of course, Jessica is my unlikely and permanent target for this recurring bit. And I can't stress enough, recurring, recurring, all caps, recurring bit. Because I believe that repetitious bits are hilarious. Maybe I'm alone here, but nothing makes me prouder from a comedic level than repeating a shtick or a gag or a bit so many times that it ultimately becomes unfunny and utterly annoying to everyone involved, including yourself, including me. But then I continue repeating it until somehow that becomes funny again. And that, to me, folks, is comedy heaven. And this do is a perfect example of one of those bits. I've pulled this particular one on Jessica probably 75 times over the past two and a half years. And it went from being funny to not funny to funny again, at least to me. Wait, Jessica, I wonder, is it funny to Jessica again? Was it ever funny to Jessica? Wait, let's get back on track. Let's get back to the do here. Do execute the following gag on one of your cohabitants. Here's how I do it. You, of course, can modify as needed to suit your specific situation. Hey, Jessica, baby, how are you feeling tonight? Oh, yeah, that's perfect because you look a little sleepy, too. No, babe, of course not. We don't have to have sex, no. I mean, you're right. It it wouldn't take me long, but I just want to appreciate your body, baby. Make you feel like the beautiful goddess that you are. Yeah, I mean it. You're the sexiest being alive. Mm. And then, 
just as she starts to become more receptive to what I'm saying. Shall I say once she starts picking up what I'm putting down. Her eyes are just barely starting to gaze into mine with that primal praying mantis glare. Hold up, Jessica, baby. Let me just throw some tunes on. Yeah, something sexy for sure. You know it, baby. And then I spring the trap. She's right where I want her. I get up as smoothly as I can, sexily strut over to the Bluetooth speaker area, which I now realize the speaker is charging in the office because last night we had fallen asleep listening to true crime murder podcast. Come on, Kurt, keep it sexy, damn it. I saunter back into the bedroom. No reason to bring up that stub toe I had just endured. Somehow Jessica is still into me at this point. Perfect. Here's a perfect psalm, baby. Something for us to get weird to. Trust me. And I press play. To this song, which has already been queued up in advance to a very specific part of the song. And it's this song that makes this bit a bit. Get ready, Jessica, baby. I'm coming right for you. You sexy thing. Right after I hit play. Pack statements after the castle. Hey, JR, nigga. Ain't it a blessing? We made it out of Lansing after all that happened. That bitch, nigga. After Michigan State, after Hubbard, when our mans told on us, the bands they took from us. Joy Road, bitch, but the money long is six mile, brick mile, knock your ass down, pick her up, knock her back down, pull her Absolutely hilarious. In about 25 to 30 of my 75 attempts, absolutely hilarious. It kills. I urge you, do try this bit. Don't, however, find yourself completely unprepared for the next step after that bit. The extremely important post-bit quick-click recovery. Unless, of course, you're not interested in cashing in on all that magic you just cooked up. That's right. In order to prevent this recurring gig from becoming a recurring fight, it's imperative to always have an actually sexy song queued up so that you can immediately get off of T. Grizzly's first day out. Nothing kills the mood more like even a single second of T. Grizzly beyond the, the short sample for the, for the bit. So you need to have a solid queue of slow jams ready so you can keep the love in the air. It's super vital. The last time I attempted this joke, which was really just this past weekend, I completely failed to follow this important guideline for success. Nay, rule for success. Picture this. A candlelit bubble bath had been prepared. My tea grizzly first day out bit had just been executed nearly flawlessly. Jessica was giggling. Perfect. Get in and get out even quicker. So what did I do? I hit the forward seek button. But oh no! I had forgotten to queue up that Marvin Gaye playlist. No! So instead of Let's Get It On, the next song was simply the next T Grizzly track that came up in, the, in Spotify. It was a song called No Effort. And it goes like this. With no effort. With no effort. I could do this shit with no effort. You know I do this shit with no effort. I could do this shit with no effort. Oh, really, T Grizzly? You did that shit with no effort? Yeah, well, we can tell. The lesson here, don't try to seduce your lover to no effort by T. Grizzly. Pretty simple one. Do take this opportunity to reconnect with your loved one, though. Strip away the distractions and see your spouse for what they are, a person. A person who is also scared during this uncertain time. A person who relies on you just as much as you rely on them. And that's hard to remember sometimes, right? 
show that person that you're scared too, but that you're confident everything will be all right because you're in it together. Jessica, I am confident that we'll be all right because we're in it together. Even though I get wrapped up in the rabbit hole of news and news imitating content or ruminating about what might come of this or losing my patience, the reality is even this thing with you by my side is fun. I urge all of you who can to get the romance going. Cue up some sexy music. Something with special significance to the two of you. Maybe some Mom Malone or T Grizzly. Light some candles. Draw a hot bath and get the bubbles going. And if you don't have that special someone right now, that's okay too. Bubble baths can be just as therapeutic all by your lonesome. Let me rephrase this do so it's a little more inclusive. Do take a bubble bath with or without someone. Now that said, don't. Don't wing it on the amount of bubble bath solution that you use. Unless, of course, you like feeling like a greased up turkey floating in a Fairfield Inn hot tub. Now, in all fairness, I did try to follow instructions. I really did. But the aw shucks people down at Dr. Teal's beauty treatments must have let their laid back attitude slip into their instruction writing. When they decided to go to market with, quote unquote, pour a generous amount of Dr. Teal's foaming bath under warm running water for a relaxing bubble bath experience. But I know these people. I mean, just last week I explained that I'm onto these marketing companies. I scoffed to myself, oh, a generous amount, you say? What, you want me to waste half of this giant bottle on a single bath so I have to keep buying more? I mean, get real. So I stood up to those marketing marauders up on Madison Avenue, stood up to Big Bubble Bath. And a generous amount it is. But only a quarter bottle. Ha ha! Turns out, you see, that a quarter bottle was way too much. See, I'm not well-versed in the bubble bath game. I'm new. Maybe pouring a quote-unquote generous amount to an experienced avid bubble bather might still have raised suspicions, but the thought would have been more like, I'm only going to do a capful. That'll show them. Rather than, I wasn't born yesterday. A quarter bottle it is. What transpired after this measuring mistake can only be described as slippery. Dr. Teal should modify their instructions to pour a generous amount of Dr. Teal's foaming bath under warm running water for a relaxing bubble bath. But if it's a truly terrifying and slimy experience that you're after, pour even more generously. Again, don't wing the bubble bath measurement. And that brings us to our final do and don't of the show, the one that started it all. Alex's question about whether he has to shower during self-isolation. And I'll answer that for you right now, Alex, with a simple do and don't. Do shower. Once every few days. Not because you necessarily have to. In fact, you don't. Your body produces oils and breeds helpful bacteria and fungi that are essential to your skin's natural health. Plus, many bathing products are bad for the environment and we overuse water. So shower not because you have to, but because it feels good to get nice and clean every so often. And for me, at least, when I'm physically clean, I'm able to focus more on my spiritual state of affairs. I've learned recently that Muslims, at least some of them, Clean their feet thoroughly before praying. I believe it's to honor God, yes, but I'm sure it's in a more tangible way, a way to force the discipline of taking the time to wash your feet, to pause, to force the realization that whatever it is that's rushing you can wait. 
And then if you intend to grow from this experience or even to benefit from it a little bit, you're going to need to be present. And if you're already going through the motions during the washing your feet, then, then you've already failed. So Alex, do shower, but only once every few days. Don't, however, blindly trust what I have to say on the matter. I mean, who am I to advise you on Islamic tradition or personal hygiene or better yet, who am I to advise you on beauty routines? Don't listen to me, Alex. Listen to yourself and take this mandated period of solitude as an opportunity to get to know yourself. I think you'll like him. And with that, I'm going to conclude. A Talk in the Attic presents The Loner's Guide to Self-Isolation Survival. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stay home. Stay healthy. Stay woke. Peace out, y'all. And smell you later, Alex. Let's bring it on, baby.